Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Coming to get ya! This time, you, you may have noticed, you can hear Chris's voice crystal clear, and it doesn't sound like you've been beamed in from the planet Mars, unlike last week. I'm from Mars. Just kidding. I'm back, baby. Yeah, last week was a crisis. It was a disaster. Mike, you moved mountains to make that episode listen as listenable as possible. I moved audio mountains. Yeah. Audio jugs, some might even say. I moved audio jugs? I've never heard this either. Oh, well... Anyways, the thing I wanted to say was we also f- just found out what the culprit was. We used two mic splitters coming from the Zoom H4N recorder. So for anybody who's out there that does it amateur style like us. Any gearheads listening? Yeah. And one of the splitters inputs conked and just doesn't work anymore. And luckily, we threw that splitter on the ground now to punish it for being bad. You know what? Seriously? And we're using a different splitter now. After we record... Let's piss on. Let's piss on it. I think I'll piss on its face. Let's piss on the splitter and then burn it, um, and throw it in the damn trash. I actually hated last week imagining listeners listening and being like, "Oh, like it." I I really made me mad at just the fucking splitter. It just yeah, fuck you, splitter. It's you, over there on I the floor, you. and I just I can't keep I can't stop looking at it, and it's it's grinning at us, and it um, is yeah. It did sound like you were. It was like your ghost was haunting the episode last week. <laughs> and that is scary, especially around Halloween season. But you know what? If I gave you a little scare, happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. But also, yeah, I'm I'm really mad at that splitter and I'm looking at it, its ugly face lying on the ground dead to me now. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it so much. But there's so much positivity in the world right now. Why must we fixate on such a horrible uh, thing no, like this dude, splitter? You're right. Everything's yeah. it's such a great time in the in just the world right now that we're being so negative yeah. fucking going on and on about Sorry it. for being so negative. I know everybody's having mm. a great time. Um, and we're going to keep that positivity train rolling yeah. mm-hmm. with this next episode. You know, things are so positive right now that this past weekend, I felt that I needed to counteract the overwhelming positivity out there in the universe right now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so what I did is I <laughs> illegally downloaded the four parts of a new BBC drama called The Reckoning, where Steve Coogan plays the notorious pedophile Jimmy Savile. <laughs> oh, oh And I watched <laughs> it alone. <laughs> He's very good, but it is it's heavy stuff. <laughs> but it's a nice antidote to the constant barrage of upbeat news we're getting. You know, so I guess you felt like God, the world is in such a good place. Why don't I just dip my toes into into something really dark and depressing? Absolutely, bring, yeah. Otherwise, it, you're just too high. And the episodes are bookended by actual talking head interviews of real life <laughs> victims. Uh, looking traumatized, and then it goes into the drama, and the last scene of the whole thing is a woman crying in real life. Any oh. snacks while you were watching the documentary? <laughs> um, I did have a banana muffin that my brother and his girlfriend made uh, last thanks uh, last week for Thanksgiving. Uh, so it was a week old muffin. <laughs> a week old muffin with the Jimmy Savile pedophile um, little ser- mini series, and I had some either tap water. Or some flavored lime sparkling water. Wow. Which night was this? 
Well, it was all Saturday and all Sunday. So it was four hours combined. Each episode was an hour. Your life is like a short story written by Nikolai Gogol. <laughs> I also finished reading my book about the history of Britpop. Oh, and that's what led you to the documentary, like sort of, yeah, yeah. yeah. two that's British awesome, things. Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really boning up. Are on you? You're boning up on all the references of Britain for when you go over to visit um, Sue's again? For when I go and do one show on Halloween. Well, Mike, when you go to England, yeah, it's worth it. So you make your money back on the show on Halloween. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you're gonna have so many great conversation starters yeah. when you go to England. Like, yeah. Oh, hi. You're you're you live in England? Yeah. Well, you mm-hmm. know, I just watched this documentary for for four hours about Jimmy Savile and the horrible, horrible things he did. It, well, it'll be perfect. I hate to correct you, but I've already watched the Netflix documentary about Jimmy Savile. This was a drama about Jimmy oh, Savile. Okay. Oh, had, Steve Coogan plays him. He plays him, yeah. That's a daring role. And they do have a scene where he definitely, because it was implied in that Netflix documentary that, among other things, among like abusing children and grown women, that because he like volunteered at a number of hospitals around the UK... It was heavily implied in the documentary that he had sex with corpses in the morgue, and they definitely have a scene where that that happens, sort of. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. I mean, a long way uh, from Steve Alan Coogan Partridge. That. Yes. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Aha! <laughs> <laughs> I just think you got to screw loose if you're making love to a corpse. I mean, I think more people I just need to don't say get that. It. Yeah. More yeah. Do you get that. it? I I have to confess. I tried to get it. Mm. I failed. It's like me with uh, jazz. Like I just yeah, don't yeah. quite click with it, but I, I want to. You want to get jazz in the same way that we both want to understand what's so hot about having sex with a corpse. <laughs> having sex with a corpse, it's about the notes you don't play. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, every boy um, coming into a man has a period where they try to imagine like, could I be gay or bi or or a necrophile? Or, you know what I mean? So yeah, you try to yeah. project yourself on all these different sexual scenarios to see if anything mm. turns your crank, you know? So yeah. it, it makes sense. But I guess he he, he imagined imagined it, and his, his crank was turned, and so he followed through. He followed whatever turned his crank. I mean, <laughs> this is really... I, I'm prob- I probably shouldn't even say this, but gosh, is it like when you're... When you're, you know, by yourself doing a sex thing, gosh, and you imagine a, a sexy scenario, right? Yeah. yeah. When you're doing it with a dead person, is that what you're doing? Going, oh, imagine this person's, ooh, hey, handsome. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. We're, it's, 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 we're, to say we're dr- drifting into taboo topics. James, is, I've watched yeah. two yeah. programs about the guy, and I still can't figure it out. It sounds like he was beyond demented. No offense. Yeah, no offense. No, no, no none taken. Not to you, but anybody out there who also feels, identifies as beyond demented. <laughs> oh, hey, man. no offense. No offense. So uh, so uh, when you go to the UK with all this new knowledge that you're yeah. uh, eating up like a sponge, uh, soaking up like a sponge, eating up like Johnny Five, mm-hmm. who loves input. Eating up like a roast beef dinner. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. This documentary is like a roast beef dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's watching the thing. While like eating I, a week I, old muffin. I feel like I'm eating roast beef right now. <laughs> we, Terrence and his, his girlfriend are like, we should really bring 
uh, Mike a banana muffin. <laughs> <laughs> I'd hate to think of him watching that pedophile show without anything to snack on. <laughs> but by himself. <laughs> I think what you're getting at is that, yes. He also I'll brought have... you a candle. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have plenty of things to talk about people there. Even like uh, customs. As I'm, go- I'm going through customs. They'll be like, what are you coming here for? How long are you staying? I'll be like, yeah, yeah. By the way, sir, did you know that there's a scene in the Jimmy Savile drama that implies that he had sex with a corpse? Yeah. No, you're going to be like Mr. Popular when you get to England, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like... It's like reverse the Beatles landing at JFK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, when you're being interviewed before the Halloween show, mm-hmm. don't say I'm bigger than Jimmy Savile. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you... Um, I'm an open book. Where do you stay when you go to the UK? Different places, different yeah. homes. That he cost- he said he's an open book. Airbnbs, uh, motels, hotels, uh, sometimes Suze's place, mm-hmm. and uh, other places. I'm over but you're, sp- doing, you're doing a spot on a Halloween show, yeah. and they'll pay you. Presumably. I, so you're fine. I said to Mike, yeah, I was yeah. definitely overstepping into his affairs, but I said to Mike, hey, you know what? You're flying anyway. You and Suze should meet somewhere hot. And and hang out there. Why not? Yeah. You know, because England's probably about the same weather as here now. A little bit dr- getting a little dreary. Uh it's it's a little. Older. It rains more for sure. We all know that. Mm-hmm. But it's like still like seventeen or eighteen degrees over there right okay. now. Okay. Would you guys meet at an all inclusive in uh, Punta Cana? And then Chris and I come and we record Evil Men. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be so fun. We could all have fun on the beach. Yeah. There's yeah. also is it what's the country? Is it Kazakhstan or Uzbekistan that has that? Do- the door to hell, you know oh, that fire that's been raging for forty oh, yeah. years. I think it's, it might be Uzbekistan. I think it's Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan. Let us know, listeners. But th- I could go on a little vacation, a little getaway in the winter to the door to hell. <laughs> that's you your idea what? of a hot vacation. <laughs> <laughs> the literal door to hell, standing outside. <laughs> Have you seen videos of that? It's like just it's been burning because they were trying to explore yeah. it for gas, or yeah. and then it caught fire and it hasn't stopped burning for forty years. But all you can eat. <laughs> All you can eat buffet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. S'mores. Yeah. Never ending bar. <laughs> yeah. Or what's yeah. it called? All, um, well, uh, all inclusive. Topless bar? No, what's bottomless, it called when they don't bottomless, bottomless mimosas. mimosas? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Topless beach, mimosas. bottomless bar. Door to hell, topless beach, bottomless mimosas. You're that's the perfect vacation. Toast your bottom on the flames from hell. Absolutely. Wow. Imagine you come back all tanned. Where were you? <laughs> <laughs> the gates like smells like smoke <laughs> and Fellas, brimstone i just had a rest a very re- restful and relaxing vacation to the door to hell i'm fully recharged i'm ready for anything you can throw at me yes you hear souls screaming the whole time 24 mm. 7 but you know <laughs> if you're if i was on a beach in the caribbean i'd hear birds squawking yeah same thing you gotta hear something somewhere you know i had a uber driver from kyrgyzstan once for mm. real and I asked him what it's like, and he he said it's lovely, and he said the meat tastes different over there <laughs> because like they just kill the animal and you just eat the meat and it's much fresher or something. So anyway, right. if you do go over there, Michael, be sure to maybe slaughter uh, some deer or whatever and see for myself if the meat tastes different. Yes, I think that's a lovely idea. What yeah. country was that you said? Kyrgyzstan. Okay. I think it's like Uzbekistan, Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan, all and Azerbaijan are all kind of together. Okay. Never been there. I hear it's a lovely part of the world, especially the door to hell. Uh, maybe we do. Turkmenistan. It, it's Turkmenistan. Turkmenistan. Okay. Good work, Mike. Which has 
It's still like Darvaza Gas Crater, yeah. aka Dordahau. I looked up gate, but here I'll, I'll tell you another little interesting fact. I'm sorry to cut you off. If I go to Skyscanner, can I book a trip to? Dordahau? I'm sure. Well, you know what? You could probably Google Maps satellite view it <laughs> first and check it out if you really want to go. I wonder if there is a hotel. There must be a hotel nearby. But the one in Turkmenistan is called Dordahau. The Holiday Inn Dordahau Express, <laughs> which I think I might have saw. <laughs> But there's a gate to hell because I typed in gate to hell thing and that's the name first. Listen to this. 2,000 years ago, ancient tourists flocked to a Greco-Roman temple in Heropolis, modern-day Turkey, which uh, I believe our, our good friend of the podcast, Ennis Esmer, is visiting Turkey right now. He right? is. is he shout really? out. He is. Maybe yeah. not Heropolis area, but in Turkey, situated on top of a cave once purported to be the gateway to the underworld. They watched in awe as animals from birds to bulls dropped dead at its entrance. So that's a Ennis, different part of the world, but also... Ennis, do not go near there! <laughs> Ennis, have a good time. Stay away from the gate of hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have yourself some fun, you know? You do you, but uh, if you go near the gate to hell, we're going to have some problems. Yes. Some people go into uh, risky situations with a canary, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a canary, canary in a coal, in a coal mine, mine, right, in yeah. a cage to see if it dies first, they get the hell out of there. Yeah. I always Gas. bring a bull on a leash with me. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Below, it's called taking a bull to the gate of hell. That's what I do. It's smart, because then you save your life if it's dangerous in there. If a bull faints, I ain't going mm. <laughs> any further. <laughs> Bull. You know what I was reading, James? Mm. There was a uh, an article saying that claiming that Halloween started in a cave, a haunted cave in Ireland. What? Have you heard of, have you heard about this? What is that? What do they mean? Though? Shout out to our good friend of the podcast, Tom Henry. <laughs> Who's in Ireland? Who's in, in Ireland right now? West this Cork. is crazy. Sadly, what a world class podcast. Is Tom being a Halloween detective right now? I, he might be going to the or the cave. Yeah. Sadly, I don't think Tom listens to the podcast, so this shout out will fall on deaf ears. But yeah, Tom would still, never listen to the no, podcast. No, Are you way. kidding? Hell no. <laughs> you know what though? Speaking of Halloween, I, last episode I teased a scary thing that happened to me at Thanksgiving. And then I said Mm -hmm. it on the ill-fated bonus episode we taped that had to be destroyed. That bonus episode was so good, I think you should retell. Should I retell my Thanksgiving scary tale? I think you should. I wish we should... Like, we can't recreate the riffs DDP and I went on, but fudge, man. What Mm, the hell? Fudge. Well, I'll tell my Thanksgiving tale. So, I was at... uh, you know, my family's house in the countryside, very in the middle of nowhere. And Ephany and I stayed uh, a night by ourselves. Big empty house, middle of nowhere. Already you know? scared. Husband and wife. Hus- husband and wife, Isn't yes. Isn't that cool? It is cool. I like having the ring on. It's like, yeah. cool. Being a husband is cool. Anyway, <laughs> so we're sitting watching TV. and We brought our cat, Bruno. And we're watching TV, and Bruno's just sleeping. Suddenly, Bruno perks up. He gets up. He looks directly behind us, where there's a big empty space in the kitchen. And he's staring intently. And you know you can tell when an animal is is looking at something. He's not just like, you know, glazed over looking around. He's looking at something. We turn around. In a pensive state. Yeah. We turn around. It's like 11 at night. There's nothing behind us. It's dark, (laughs) empty house, empty all around us. And he did it for like 15 minutes. 
the cat just staring at something in the kitchen and there's nothing there. Isn't that scary? That's... uh... And then imagine you go to bed and it's just you and your wife and you have to pretend that you're not scared. Or at least I felt like I did. You took a vow on the altar saying, I vow I will never be scared in front of my wifey. Those are your words. Those are your words. I I, I wish the wedding was after this. (laughs) I was so pissed. (laughs) And you looked... And you, did you? There was nothing there. The area? But then you think, and I, but I was honestly scared to look too long because I'm like, I don't want to know what the cat's looking at. Right. You get what I'm saying, yeah. Chris? Yeah, yeah. Um, cats can see the dead. Mm, I'll just leave go. it at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so then I went to bed. You know what I'm thinking? And I was scared in bed. You know, I'm thinking you should have done. Hmm? There's something strange. There's something strange. Your cat's looking at when you're scared to death, sleeping by your wife. Scared to death, sleeping by your wife. And you didn't send Ebony downstairs. Who are you gonna call? Not your wife. Don't let her know. Call the damn Ghostbusters. Call some strong men who. <laughs> who can the punch Ghostbusters are so strong. <laughs> they have the sleeves cut off their outfits and stuff. We want yeah. us to punch a ghost. Where's this ghost he's so scared of? When you're feeling scared and you're with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> who are you going to call? Some other man. <laughs> Did you hear anything? Like, cause, cause, Nothing. I, in those situations, you, you get like extra, su- special, like super hearing. Well, I will say when I do go to bed in that house, it's big and creaky, and you do, you do, you're lying in bed and you hear a noise, and you go, "Was I hearing that noise at like 5 p.m. and it didn't register? Because yeah. I'm hearing it now." Do you know what I mean? Did you have to yeah. patrol in your underwear and go through the dark house with a candle? <laughs> go, no, I just stayed in bed, ghosts. door shut. And I, I just hope that door didn't open in the night. That Do you have a it. gun? No, but I, I have before brought a baseball bat. Ain't for gonna ghosts. help you for ghosts. They go yeah. right through ghosts. Yeah, you say that, but it's gotta be some kind of deterrent. It must right. at least annoy them. It messes them up. Like it's, they turn into yeah. a mist. Yeah, on they separate and evaporate. But when they when they reform, though, they're even more mad. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But how long does it take them to reform? How hard are you hitting the damn thing? Do you guys know? Okay, does this make, time to a ghost? Let's get into that. Yeah. Well, I had a, they I, might reform, and it's like three decades later. True. I, do you agree? Do you know what I'm saying when I say this? If I saw a ghost alone, I think I might go insane. <laughs> if I saw a ghost with you two guys, <laughs> I'd be, be fine. So funny. I'd be fine. It'd be like, whoa. We'd have to order it something from Flock. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I hate the idea. Shout out of to our non-sponsor ghost. flock, which oh. we eat every time we meet up. Yeah, I hate the idea of seeing a ghost alone. But if I had other people confirming, you're not crazy, you're not in some kind of hell vortex. I think you want to be with me when you see a ghost because I'll just I, be like, it's not. I don't. I don't buy it. Mike would be the yeah. perfect guy to see a ghost with or a demon. Sorry, ghosts. <laughs> Sorry, demons. Sorry, ghouls, zombies, blobs, werewolves, etc. The ghost would ask us if Mike likes him. <laughs> and you get some bad news, ghost. <laughs> I hate you, ghost. Previously on Ghostbuster Boys. <laughs> Help! Do you guys have plans for... So you are presumably taking out your girls for Halloween for trick-or-treating. 
One of us does, one of us works the door. Right. And what are you doing this year? Last year I was door. Um, my wife was went out with the girls. And the girls went out with friends, too. Big posse. It was Did cute. you dress up? I wore a mask, but then I started taking it off because it was scaring the kids too much. Uh, Spongebob? Yeah. <laughs> Anatomically <laughs> correct Spongebob. So... <laughs> But it was a max that just covered my eyes. Yeah. But the SpongeBob's penis dangled down by where my mouth is. <laughs> no, no, um, it's a gummy worm. <laughs> you just chew it. I, yeah. No, no. Um, I forget. It was like a skull or something. I love skulls. I think they're so cool. Yeah, you posted some a cool skull you got on Instagram over the weekend. You yeah. know they were people, right? What? You know skulls were people's faces, right? You know we have a skull under our skin. <laughs> Think about that. Shit. Our own skull. Yeah. I want your skulls. <laughs> That's a misfit song. So I might go out with the kids this year, and my wife does the candy, but then she backtracked and was like, you could do candy again if you want. Oh, okay. Because it's kind of a chore, you know? Yeah. You're sitting there enjoying, um, you know, whatever your spooky The Punisher. The Punishers. It's Halloween. You're not going to watch The Punisher? <laughs> <laughs> on Netflix? James, this is your first Halloween as a husband. How are you planning yeah. on marking that occasion? You know, That's the I, thing. It's so true. It, it does change a lot when you're a husband. Um, you guys come over and hand out candy with me. That'd be fun. Do you have a husband-only policy, though? Like, I'm only giving out candy to other husbands that come to the door. Yes. And I I wouldn't dress in a costume unless it's the kind of costume a husband would wear. Right, right. Like, a Dracula's fine. Mm -hmm. As long as he he could be married, you know. Right, right. Um, No, actually, I think I'm doing a live podcast recording for Sam Burns and Kyle Patton. Oh, that's Their podcast on Halloween. So, very nice. Actual Halloween? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, but it's early, so I could do something after. So let me get this straight. You're doing a show Halloween in Toronto. Mm. I'm doing a show Halloween in London, England. Mm. And you're doing the greatest show of all, being father. Yeah. I guess I'm doing a show of support for my family. (laughs) (laughs) But on Friday the 27th, two Draculas at Paradise on Bloor, one of the best shows that's ever going to happen to this city, other than an Evil Men live recording. Oh, Chris, you are a sweetheart. Also, shout out to Sam Burns and Kyle Patton. They're the funniest guys, too, and their podcast is really funny, too. So check it out. It's Mm -hmm. called Battle of the Bands. Yes. I believe. And yeah, Sam and and Kyle rule. Super, super funny comedians. Check it out. Not on sonar? I have no no idea. Not on sonar, I don't think. It's not on sonar. I don't know if we should be promoting podcasts that aren't on Sonar. <laughs> Sorry, Sonar, but we got tons it's on, of friends. It's on another network. That's what they yeah, used to say. Yeah, like, really this is like network. David Letterman promoting yeah. w- w- the show Wings that was on yeah. NBC when Letterman was on CBS. It yeah. yeah. wasn't done. You, yeah, you're right. And was, when he's on NBC, he promoted the Flintstones or something. Yeah, or something. That was probably on something else. <laughs> No, it's interesting, you know, the dynamics at play with the podcasting universe. But Yeah, it's literally uh, political. Mm-hmm. It's a political landmine. Oh. Politics, I call it politics. What, what's what's a, a zone full of landmine? Landmine field, I guess. A minefield? Minefield. 
I guess you take the land off and just make it roll out easier. Minefield. Minefield. <sighs> Podcasting world is a minefield. Oh, yeah. Well, but that's the only war going on t- these days, so that's not that bad, eh? Pod against pod. Beep, beep. <laughs> Before we get to this week's evil man, I want to mention to everybody that we have a Patreon account. You can find it at patreon.com slash evilmen. And if you sign up, you get two bonus episodes a month. You get access to our Discord where we're chatting. Hold up. Hmm? Did you say two? Two a month, Chris. And that adds up. I think we've got a God only knows how many episodes. That's 24 extra episodes a year if I've done my calculations. Hold on a sec, young man. Yes? Did you say two? Two? I did indeed. And also, if you sign up to the Patreon now, you get you get to listen to all the old ones we've done. All the classics, all the moments. Hold on a sec. Yes? Two each month, plus all the old ones? Yes. And, my friend, the Discord. And when we, if we do more live shows, uh, just like last time, there will be a little bit of a... You at least get advanced, note, advanced notice of tickets oh, and a yeah. little bit of a discount. Oh, yeah, we give discounts for tickets. Yeah. I mean, Yay. all sorts of sh- stuff. Basically, the moment you sign up to our Evil Man Patreon, we become three Santa Clauses in your life, giving you little gifts and treats and trinkets and all sorts of special stuff. Ho, 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 you little shit. Now, Chris, huh? do you want to mention about... Our lovely friend Sophia and her wonderful business. We're recording again today in Sophia Piero's shop called Bob Bazaar. And Sophia, we saw her tonight and she brought up that apparently we bring up 9-11 every episode. And I did not realize that. And we didn't bring it up this episode until right until now. Right but now. we're not bringing it up. We're, this doesn't we're count. This doesn't count, Sophia. But maybe you're right. Good. Hey. Sophia not only owns one of the coolest stores in the junction in Toronto called, actually the coolest store, what am I talking about, called Ba Bazaar. Come out here and, oh man, there's some Halloween stuff now available. Ba Bazaar, in the junction, in Toronto. It's the best. Come and find your new favorite thing for your apartment or home. We should come up for free uh, with a jingle for Sophia. Yeah. Yeah, that'll encourage people to come. Also, the name is not Baba Bazaar. It's Baba Bazaar. Baba Bazaar, but you know, we were making a song. Shall we move? I did it all for the Baba Bazaar! Wake I up. want a Babazar, you like an animal. He says animal pretty hard in the song, and nobody ever really gets that as hard. Like he goes, I want a, you like an animal. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, You're Trent. Right. It's, it's, it's actually a disgusting thing to say. Yeah. You want to have sex with someone like an animal? Okay, uh, go for it. Well, I'm not interested. What's it going on about? I feel like Trent didn't hear anything I just said for the past hour. <laughs> well, He just wants to <laughs> F me like an animal, he said. <laughs> who, who says this? I want to you like an animal. <laughs> <laughs> and then all this like factory noises are going on behind yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> 
Chris. Morning. Whatever happened to Let's Get It On? Let's Get It On. Like an animal! <laughs> imagine imagine you're, you're, you're making love. What, what do you think to yourself? Oh, I wish we were two dogs. I wish I was... I wish we were two parrots. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> While someone's having sex with you really hard? Ow. Yeah, what? Here's a question. Here's a, here's a question I think about. Uh, what kind of animal in, uh, in particular was uh, Trent Reznor thinking about? I want Is that a, Barack Obama? You like a worm. <laughs> like worm. a penguin. <laughs> like a koala bear. <laughs> the fact is, Mr. Reznor, your lyric was silly. Well done. Well said. <laughs> Mr. Reznor, your lyrics are out of order. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> James, wake up. The whole building. Wake up. I was acting like an animal. <laughs> Wake up, there's a guy down uh, around the corner and uh, our neighbor, he's trying to have sex like an animal and we need you to tell us what the subject of today's Evil Man episode is before it's too late. <laughs> well, I love System of a Down and you know what? A shout out to Tim and Rebecca, our friends, as a wedding gift, they got Ebony and I System of a Down t-shirts. I <laughs> and I've been wearing it. Yeah, it was cool. That's sick. Anyway, Michael, great question. Today's topic is and honestly, I think this is a classic evil men topic. It's mm-hmm. exactly what, what you're looking for. <laughs> Ed Gain. The Gainster, making copies. Okay, can I say something? Yes. Last year, I knew I really wanted to do an episode on Ed Gain to the point where I got an Audible book about him, and it's supposed to be the best one out there. And I listened to about half of it, and I couldn't, I kept stopping it near the middle because it's so dark and heinous. Yo, guy, guy, this is the best Ed Gain audible book. <laughs> <laughs> if you really want to dive into everything Ed Gain, but like... That one you've got in your hand is not very good, but this one's the best. So I'm jealous that I forgot to tell you guys that I eventually wanted to do Ed Gain, but I'm also glad James is taking the reins uh, because it's... He's a he's the he's the serial killer of all serial serial killers. I didn't know the story at all, and it was pretty interesting. I'll say that. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know the story. I didn't know at all anything about him. It's a fucking nightmare, bro. Well, that's your opinion. <laughs> the story of Ed Gain's a fucking nightmare, bro. I find it interesting. <laughs> now, Ed Gain's not the guy who was on the American The Office or the guy who was in the Hangover movies. Is oh, he? um, Mike, I think you might be. Th- thinking of ed helms oh dear god i am no ed helms is an actor um comedian and um, wonderful guy by all accounts ed helms is an actor comedian hilarious guy from as far as we know and ed gain is an animal (laughs) i do remember kind of a funny line from the hangover i remember ed helms was in that and one of the other actors is talking to ed helms and he's like dude you've got to break up with your girlfriend man she cheated on you and Ed Helms is a really sort of pathetic guy. And he goes, she didn't really cheat on me. She, or he said something like, you know, he didn't even come inside. And I always thought that was funny that the guy would be like, oh, it wasn't that bad. He, di- he didn't even do that. What a beta move. Yes. Okay, I'm just going to have a sip of Perrier. <laughs> and no. after the Perrier, write to Ed Gain. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what if he, if he would have liked Perrier. Okay. Don't think so. 
Edward Theodore Gain, also known. Edward, Simon, Theodore, Alvin. Sorry, I couldn't resist. No, it's okay. Uh, Also known as the Butcher of Plainfield, was an American murderer, suspected serial killer, and body snatcher. Oh. Reminds me of Donald Sutherland in The Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the remake, (laughs) with also Captain Spock and Jeff Goldblum. Wow. Gosh, what a career for Mr. Mr. Goldblum. He was in everything. So Ed Gain was born in La Crosse, Wisconsin in 1906. Hmm. I wonder if he was a cheesehead. I also, if he likes lacrosse so much, I wonder if he's ever been to a game of the six-time National Lacrosse League champion Toronto Rock. Probably. Ed had an older brother named Henry. Hello. (laughs) Ed's mom was a fervently religious Lutheran who would preach to Ed and Henry about the innate immortality, excuse me, about the innate immorality of the world. Oh, wow. The mother of a serial killer is intensely Christian again (laughs) and overbearing. She'd also preach about the evils of drinking and her belief that all women, apart from herself, were naturally promiscuous instruments of the devil. Okay. Women. Yep. You know what the evils of drinking are? They let you unwind a little bit. Mm -hmm. You should never unwind a little bit. (laughs) His mom is definitely really weird. I will say that, in my yeah. opinion. I've I know all this from the audiobook I got. Um so Ed's mom reserved some time every afternoon to read to them from the Bible. Usually usually selecting verses from the Old Testament, specifically the book of Re- Revelation. Oh, uh, that's good for a young mind. <laughs> Ed's dad um was an alcoholic who was unable to keep a job. Okay. Yep. He was kind of like that classic beta cuck mm. that... Um, Ed Helms and Hangover. <laughs> that Yeah, there you go. So there is a crossover. That like the uh, overbearing, domineering mother would like ridicule in front of the children and everything. Interesting. Well, you got fired from the milk factory? What kind of a man are you? That's I, that sort of thing. Yes, I, I, mean, Mike, I felt like I was transported into 1900- Lacrosse, Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. his mom did hate his dad. A okay. lot of people don't know this that listen, but every year Mike puts on a different theater production where he plays every character. <laughs> <laughs> this Christmas could be the Ed Gain story. <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, oh, last oh. year was Rent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Phantom of the Opera one year. Yeah. yeah. I love- Miss Saigon, your Miss Saigon yeah. was to die for. I impersonate the helicopter. Descending onto the stage, <laughs> you have a, you have yeah. a spinning his legs yeah. like a propeller. <laughs> yeah. Mike's upside down with his doing break dancing in the air, <laughs> like big lower to the ground. So, um, Ed Helms's, I guess, cuck ass dad was uh, owned a grocery store in La Crosse for a while, but he sold it and he left the city with his family to live in isolation on their 155 acre farm in the town of Plainfield, Wisconsin. All right. Uh, Ed's mom took advantage of the farm's isolation by turning away outsiders who could have influenced her sons. Thank God you wouldn't want any outside influence on the mind of Ed Gain. All those mm-hmm. crazy ideas circulating in rural Wisconsin <laughs> in the 1910s. <laughs> who knows? Maybe someone else out there may have accidentally taught him how to be human. <laughs> uh, Ed Gain left his farm only to attend school. Outside of school, he spent most of his time doing chores on the farm. 
Oh, now, Mike. I'm, Why are you looking at me? I'm, I'm, let me tell you this next point here. This is interesting. Ed Gain was shy, and his classmates and teachers remembered him as having strange mannerisms, such as seemingly random laughter, as if he was laughing at his own personal jokes. No, well, why are you looking at me? me think of anybody? Um, hey, stop killing us, Mike. <laughs> Am I a shy guy? Maybe. Uh, do I laugh at little jokes going on in my head sometimes? But this, that doesn't make me a uh, serial killer on the level of Ed Gain or on the level of any serial killer. No, no. There's other attributes of Ed Gain as well. Well, Ed Gain also did have a brother. Mike has two of them. Okay. Oh my God. Ed Gain also loved um, Britpop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huge suede fan. Yeah. So. He thought <laughs> anyone wearing a bucket hat was the guy from The Verve. <laughs> Are you ready for some sad news? Well, if, if you must. On April 1st, <clears throat> 1940. For Fool's Day. Yes. Sad news on that day. I think you misread your own notes. I <laughs> know. I, I yep. More like funny gag. Yeah. Good point. Well, on, on April 1st, 1940, Ed Gaines' father died of heart failure caused by his alcoholism. And then I wrote a joke for myself. Boy, you wonder if he thought, do you think there's any chance this could be an April Fool's joke? Oh, we beat you to no, it. No, but it's an easy it. one. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It, it wasn't an April Fool's joke. His dad was just dead, but you do wonder if he's yeah. going. Yeah. Dad, hey. stop. Yeah. Stop it. No, he was long gone. Hmm. Ed and his brother Henry began doing odd jobs around the town to help cover living expenses. The, the boys were generally considered reliable and honest by the community. Uh, Ed would also babysit, which he enjoyed, which is disturbing to learn, okay. but he seemed to be able to relate more easily to children than adults. Okay. Are you a baby guy, Mike? Uh, I think babies are cute, just like the the average man and woman. I like babies just the right amount. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Just the right amount. <laughs> um, Henry, the older brother, uh, began dating a divorced mother of two Damn. and planned to move in with her. But, like, so when he's thinking of leaving the farm, he's thinking about Ed and he's like, I'm a little worried about Ed's attachment to our mom. Mm. And Henry would often speak ill of mother. Now, if you're thinking Norman Batesian, mm-hmm. genuinely inspired by Ed Gaines' story, Psycho. Really? Yep. Um, yeah, Henry would would be like, "Mom sucks," right? And Ed and and Ed Gaines would be like, "No, she doesn't." <laughs> well, it says he would respond with shock and hurt. Right. <gasps> he loved. You I, think I, she sucks? <laughs> <laughs> uh, in 1944. There was a fire at the family farm. Hmm. So uh, Mr. Ed didn't serve in the U.S. forces during World War II, I, I guess? You know, no. I, that is a little odd. How or was he happen? too young, maybe? No, he was born in 1906. Oh, yeah, he should have been old enough to be in the war. He, would, he was like yeah. 34. Yeah. Well, maybe no excuse yeah, not to yeah. fight in the war. Sorry. Um. Oh, bloody hell, I lost where I was. There we go. He had a very keen interest of, uh, about something that happened in... Uh, World War Two. Did you read about that at all? I did. Okay, I'll leave yeah. it. Then. Bob Hope's USO tours, maybe. <laughs> yes, he loved Bob Hope's jokes. <laughs> Another evil man who's been featured. That was a good this. episode. <laughs> One of our best. Anyway, um, we need to go back to a cottage and get high I know, and drunk. I know. I know. We could do it in the winter. Anyway, ski chalet. 
1944, there's a Me, fire. you and Mike dodging, bouncing in between the moguls. Yeah, hell yeah. I would love it. Ski chalet party. We invite all the other yeah. skiers at the resort over. Things get a little wild. Picture us, three ski bunnies for having a hot chocolate by the fire at the end of the day in the chalet. Us and three ski bunnies, or we are? We, we are, are the ski oh, bunnies. Okay, okay. okay. Do you guys ski in your jeans? I, I do. I'm willing to try. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, there's a fire at the family farm. Shit. Look. They put the firemen come, and women. Probably not. Anyway, they put the fire out. Oh, no. Henry, Ed's brother, his dead body is found. Ah, yeah. well, he burned inside the fam- the farm. Yes, mm-hmm. oh. but but no, sorry, Michael, he didn't burn. So everyone, he was just found there. Mm-hmm. But everyone assumed, oh, he must have died of heart failure. Although there are some bruises on his head, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Suspicious. So curious. I don't believe this was ever proven as an Ed Gain murder, but. Come when you learn some later details, it makes you wonder, doesn't it, Chris? Okay. People suspected it very highly, but yeah, mm-hmm. it was never proven. Well, don't speak ill of mother around Ed, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'll show you. Um, so with brother Henry gone, it's just Ed and his mama. Uh, her name was Augusta. Mama. <laughs> mama. Um, Ed and Mama. Yeah, there's just them at the farm now. No more third wheel. They make a cute couple. They certainly do. They're playing crazy eights. Yeah. Eating Cheetos. Jimmy Savile was also extremely devoted to his mother and spent, when she died, he spent five days beside the body alone in a room. Hmm. And he would always say, it was like, happiest time of my life. That's a terrible impersonation of him, but he would say, happy days. Happiest time of my life. Really? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Good God. It's implied that maybe he... No, Michael. <laughs> There's another. Is it? Is it true? Well, he sat oh. beside her body for five days in a, oh, by himself, and he had necrophilia. Because he did another. The one episode we don't talk about yeah. dicks and jizz. It's even the darker than the. You know, yeah. it's even ruder than those yeah. ones. But I gotta say, this is also our second episode now where you're getting two evil men for one. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, but they're living a horrific. happy life together. Scary. Yeah, so Ed's Me living... Me and Mama down by the schoolyard. <laughs> That's going on in his head. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so as I said, it's the three of them at the farm. Um, unfortunately, Ed's Mama had a stroke, and Ed looked after her. So okay. she, was, she was okay. Here's an example of how Ed's mom might be described as a bit of a strange lady. Okay. One day... Um, Ed and his mom went over to a neighbor's house. And while they were there, that neighbor started beating a dog. And trigger warning, you know, animal abuse, uh, I'm about to tell you. So th- so they're at their neighbor's and the neighbor's hit beating up a dog for some ungodly reason. The hell? A woman inside the neighbor's house comes out and yells at the man to stop. Stop beating up that dog. But, and this is very dark. He didn't stop, and the, the the dog died. It was uh, he killed this dog. Beat him to death. Yes. Anyway, God. after this horrible, you could stuff of nightmares. The neighbor did it though. The neighbor did it. Right, but, right. but listen yeah. to this, Mike. Hey, neighbor. Afterward, Ed and his mom go home, and Ed's mom is really upset by what she just saw. Oh my God, that was horrible. Mm-hmm. And Ed's like, "Oh, do you mean killing the dog?" And she's like, "No, that there was a woman in that house. They're not married." Oh, so okay. she was just. She said she's a harlot <laughs> staying at that guy's house. That mm. woman who yelled, "Please don't kill that dog." Yeah. Okay. That's the perfect antidote for a tale about 
a psycho person. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's ca- kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like, not, it's, what, what, what a misdirect. Right? I, I'd say she has <laughs> your priorities all wrong. I do too. Yeah. From what I heard, she was like, yeah, very intense. Mom. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Anyway, so kind of a idiot, his mom. But she died in 1945. And then... Ed was devastated. Devastated. Um, in the words of Ed Gaines' biographer, Harold Schechter, Ed had lost his only friend and one true love. He was absolutely alone in the world. Oh, Ed. Mm. Ed, if only this was a time when there was Hinge or Facebook. Bumble. Fr- friggin' start a podcast. Start a podcast. Any way you could connect with people. Mm-hmm. But pre-internet. Uh, Christian Mingle. Absolutely, and he would have been probably happy on Christian Mingle. <laughs> There's a really funny romantic comedy, by the way, starring Corbin Burnson, which he also directed, called Christian Mingle, and Tim Gilbert, I believe, and Rebecca Raftus showed it to us. It could have been Aaron Eves and Steph. I forget who showed us this movie, but very funny. It's a Christian romantic comedy. And it, anyways, but Ed Gain doesn't figure in. Ed Gain is not involved. No, no. <laughs> But it's like the movie's named after the app. and Right. Was it sort of a cross-promotion type like thing? They yeah. did use the app in the movie. Yeah. Well. Uh, Lacey Chabert was the female lead. Who's that? You might remember her from Party of Five. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, so Ed's mom, she gone. And Ed is now living at the farm and earning money from odd jobs. Uh, Ed boarded up rooms that were used by his mother, including the upstairs, downstairs parlor, and living room, leaving them untouched. Hmm. So those rooms were pristine, while the rest of the house became squalid, and Ed just lived in a small room next to the kitchen. (laughs) Ed, what are you doing, man? Ed, forget Mary Kondo. I mean, you need all five Queer Eye for the Straight guys. I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, so around this time, Ed gets really interested in pulp adventure stories, especially ones involving cannibals and Nazis. And Chris, as you were alluding to, especially stories about turning human skin into lampshades and stuff like that. Yeah. He found the Nazi atrocities, what they would inflict on, you know, their captors. Uh, he was really interested in that and obsessed with that and fixated Mm. on it. He's going down several wrong paths. Mike, you love furniture. Ikea, Crate and Barrel, um, an Eames chair. Have you ever been to Williams and Sonoma? Yes. Not bad. You don't take it to this level. I don't take it to this level. You just like beautiful furniture yeah right? beautiful furniture yeah and you were, you were told us recently you put together an ikea thing i put together a bunch of ikea stuff but not um, to this ed Gaines. was ed Gaines one of those guys who he would get frustrated with the ikea instructions yep. and be like oh god damn it i can't yes. put this bed together here's the thing i wouldn't want furniture made out of human skin because uh it's human skin mm-hmm. then you gotta like look at it every day i couldn't agree with you more you'd see like there'd be like freckles on it and stray hairs coming yeah, out of yeah. your chair and couch or it's like the face and someone's like it's like a grin. At you. Yeah, it's like they're watching TV with you, but they're dead. By the way, Mike, remember I texted you guys? There's a picture on the internet 
of Nicolas Cage wearing black leather pants, and there appears to be a a sewn yeah. on sort of. Uh, there's a weird clump shape, uh, diamond ish on his crotch. Honest to God, it looks like it's a it's a jean vagina. It's a vagina. They, yeah, they, it looks like a, either if it's not a vagina, then it's um, a flower painted by Georgia O'Keeffe on his <laughs> on his leather pants <laughs> in yeah. the crotch. Yeah, unusual leather pants. But then again, remember who we're talking about? Nicholas Cage, Nicholas the king Cage. of weird rock and roll yeah. nut. So did Ed Gain, are you saying he immediately started making... No, no. He's, he's just, just interested, interested in Nazi atrocities. Not yet. Like okay. before, I'm right. teasing, you know. Right, right. Yet. Okay. <clears throat> Another film, though, to drop a hint, based on uh, the nightmare world of Ed Gain, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's right. And Buffalo Bill. Right, yeah. Buffalo, Buffalo Bill, Bill from Silence of the Elves. Mm. Texas Chainsaw Hello, Massacre. Took my baby away from the... <laughs> Silence of the lambs. <laughs> <laughs> Turn my baby into pants. <laughs> <laughs> that actually works. <clears throat> That's good. So the guy, the darn guy, he's inspired a lot of classic beloved movies. So there you go. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in, uh, let's get to his murders, shall we? Oh God. Yes. In November 1957, mm. a local hardware store owner disappeared. The cash register at her store was open and there were bloodstains on the floor. I mean, it certainly doesn't seem like Ed Gain was a criminal mastermind. <laughs> the last receipt the store owner had given that day was to Ed Gain. Mm. So he got arrested. And the police go and search Ed's farm. Uh, you know, some dark details here. So I'm just giving you a heads up, dear listener. Uh, but at the farm, they discovered the store owner's decapitated body in a shed, okay. hung upside down, and described as being dressed out like a deer. So at this point, the police are going, hmm, who could have done this? That's odd. Yeah. <clears throat> so they search around the house. They said, that's not a deer. Yeah, exactly. They're Yo, like, guy. that's a person. Is that what I think it is, guy? So they're searching. It's not. Bill and Ted. <laughs> They're searching the house, and the. Uh, do you want to know what the authorities found in Ed Gaines' house? It's oh, a long God. list. But are you going to do this now or do the other murders before? Well, I'm just doing it now. Okay. I'm bracing But we'll myself. cover everything okay. just because I've set it up already. Sorry. Here's what they found in the house. Sorry to be a note all, like Nosy Parker. No, it's okay. Please, I can't wait to learn more details. No, I don't. This is all I remember. Searching the house. Here's yeah. what they found. Ready? So they found it. <laughs> so sorry. Here's what they found. Human bones, a waste basket made of human skin. Which he would try, he'd start writing a novel and he'd crumple up a piece of paper and throw it and it would miss the waste basket. <laughs> oh, God. So there was a pile of, no, I'm just joking. No, but <laughs> it probably did happen. Uh, human skin covering several chair seats. Okay. Skin. Yeah, this is an interesting one. Skulls on his bedposts. Uh, buddy, you don't put skulls on your no, bedpost I mean, if you want to ever bring a sweet young thing home with you. Like, you're a dude who lived he with his bring... mom and your best friend was your mom. I don't think you could pull off skulls on your bedpost. Yeah. If skulls were on my bedpost, I got two words for you. Ha-shoo, ha-shoo. <laughs> what, I'm be... out like a light. <laughs> <laughs> they put you to bed? Yeah. 
Wasn't didn't he have like human Imagine. skull bones, like cutlery and plates and bowls and stuff? Too? Yes, bowls made from human skulls. Yeah, the guy needs a lesson in feng shui, don't you think? Yep, <laughs> he had leggings made from human skin. He had the skull of feng shui on his kitchen table. <laughs> it was full of quinoa and bib lettuce. <laughs> he had leggings made from human skin. He had a woman's skull in a box. He had a belt made of nipples. It's my skull in a box. Oh, I know. It's Wait, horrible. belt made of nipples. I, I don't understand how that works, and I really didn't want to. You know how many nipples you need to make a belt? 48. I know. It's odd. It's, yeah. It's my skull in a box. <laughs> Uh, he also um, oh and he had a Nintendo Switch made of skin (laughs) he also had a poster of Scarface made out of skin (laughs) and he arranged like birthmarks and freckles to look like Al Pacino I I gotta say he sounds like one of the weirdest guys in uh, Wisconsin no doubt and that's saying a lot oh yeah (laughs) Um, well I did find one detail that to me makes it slightly less heinous Oh, this I've got to hear. Well, um, when questioned, Ed Gain told investigators that between 1947 and 1952, he made as many as 40 nocturnal visits to three local graveyards to exhume recently buried bodies while he was in a daze-like state. On about 30 of those visits, he said he came out of the daze while in the cemetery um, and left empty-handed, but on other occasions he dug up graves of middle-aged women he thought resembled his mom, took the bodies home, and tanned their skins to make his paraphernalia. So he was dazed and confused for so long it wasn't true? (laughs) I don't really actually see the relevance of that sentence I said that I copied from somewhere. I apologize. But yes, he'd go to the graveyard, he'd dig up middle-aged ladies and bring them home. So So at least he's not... He he, he did kill, they think, two people plus his brother, right, Chris? But the two people he kidnapped and killed... Um, no, I don't think he kidnapped anybody. He ki- he he. One well, woman he shot that I haven't mentioned yet. One woman it, they re- realized he shot with a shotgun at her. I just mean kidnapped as in they disappeared and then... He killed them and then took the body. Yeah, then when they went... Sorry, yeah. But, but, mean, but yeah. they were both older, uh, portly women that weirdly, like, you know... Had this and brash women, like women, with, like they were big characters in the town. Like Rosie which is, O'Donnell or whatever, <laughs> or his mother. Right. Yeah, but they were like women in town, where it's like if they were missing, it was clearly uh, obvious because they were big characters. You see, right. so it was weird. And then, yeah, okay, I'm yeah. no, no, no. Go so ahead. Can I ask though? So they found all of this stuff in his house, but the this was their first inkling that he had done anything and it was all because he did a sloppy job killing a woman at a hardware store my understanding is yes so he was trying to get caught like i think he was just there was also a pub like woman that he he took to and he shot a pub oh he shot uh yeah he shot a pub no (laughs) (laughs) yeah he um Murdered a woman in a in a pub, a, f- a barkeep, a few years earlier too. So, he, right. so yeah, like, but what you were saying, James, uh, about him and his brother, even at that time, and like you're saying, Mike, it was shocking what they discovered when they went in his house uh, just on a whim, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they discovered uh, the biggest nightmare like you ever could imagine. You know, classic tale of cops 
running outside and puking and retching and being just like shocked. Yeah, for the like rest one of the, of the police it traumatized said was for the rest like, of the totally lives. fucked up after. Like, yeah, imagine really Michael Winslow, the like the imagine cop had been there when they discovered all that stuff. <laughs> imagine the sound effects he would have yeah. made. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, I think the lamp just farted. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> lamps made out of a guy's ass. <laughs> Stop making those sound effects, officer. It's not appropriate. There's cups made out of feet. He's like, hey, look at those. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I'm just going to eat out of this skull bowl. <laughs> Excuse me. But like what I wanted to say also was <laughs> Michael, Winslow. Michael Winslow from Police Academy <laughs> investigates Ed Gaines' house. <laughs> he's making sound effects while he's puking. <laughs> That's the most horrific thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, look, this chair is made out of an old lady's butt. <laughs> wow, you're good at barf sound effects. Those are real. <laughs> now I forgot what I wanted to say. But yeah, it was a classic like oh nightmare house. It, yeah, but but even up until they they were like literally, like what he what James was saying way earlier about him and his brother being known as helpful guys. Ed was genuinely known around town as a quiet but kind-hearted man. They thought he was a little stinky and a little unkempt, but literally when they were like, "We, we have to go to Ed Gaines' house to investigate." People were like, are you sure, Ed? Like, literally, he tricked everyone by being a bit simple and quiet and kind, like, helpful. So he was, like, this sort of, like, ah, Ed will help us, like, Like push the car out of the mud puddle. And and then he'll go home and, like, make (laughs) strawberry jello in a skull (laughs) oven. It's a big oven. <laughs> it's just a I, you don't even make jello in an oven. That's how shitty my fucking joke was. <laughs> There's so many factual errors there. Can I just say? <laughs> hot jello. Straight out of your old mama's skull. hot jello. Yeah. There's a great bowl set I got from the graveyard recently that I made hot jello in. Heaven forbid if there was an end game today because technology has changed. Imagine they, they go into his house, they say, Oh, there's an uh an iPad made of human skin. Or a Fitbit. Mm. Yeah, oh is a Fitbit made of nipples? A Fitbit made out of nipples. Wow, look, this thing tells me how far I've walked and I can lick them and suck on them. <laughs> What a nightmare. It's all these like male businessmen on their way home licking their... His Peloton (laughs) is made out of a man's face. (laughs) They actually uh, discovered that Ed Gain was the murderer when he went up to his neighbor and said, Hey, Frank, want to lick the nipples on my belt? (laughs) Check it out. Uh, What kind of... You didn't... Where'd you get that belt? They they don't sell those at JCPenney. (laughs) You know what? It makes sense that Ed Gain was the murderer because we've all been paying him five bucks for months to lick the nipples on his belt <laughs> <laughs> behind the barn. <laughs> you know what? Oh. One and two and two add up. Make four. I don't know. <clears throat> wow. Well, hey, there's a lot of material there. And when you yeah. got a house made out of bones and skin. <laughs> I know. What a nuts but really fucking scary you know what like I think? fucking demented i don't think his mother that he loves so much would have approved 
Yeah. I don't know. She was literally she was kind of a piece of work. Okay, okay. So what you're saying is that she had it coming. Ed, can you get those harlot's bones for me? <laughs> um, yeah, but he was addicted to, like James was saying, like, yeah, pulp Love magazines about Nazis well and torture. It. Oh. Right. And sometimes, like, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, pulp books from, like, the 50s and 60s uh, and, and, and around that time, but they really, like, you think of, like, uh america at the time is a really sort of like christian repressed place especially like outside of the sort of cities cities um and they were but they still had these really fucking morbid and perverse outlets and i feel like that stuff is censored way more now than it was back then like some of those underground pulp things were like always about like yeah nazis and uh like just creeps like kidnapping women and like you could just like oh so much pop culture back then uh dime store like comics and books were like pretty depraved pretty dark. right hmm. so you could like for a guy with like a bit of like a <clears throat> you know a mental illness let's say to put it politely delicately as possible i, don't no, know. I think it's okay to say that ed gain had a mental illness <laughs> here's here's a he needed ha- mental health Here's a detail I forgot to mention that's pretty dark also. No. Ed Gain had begun to create a woman suit so that he could become his mother to literally crawl into her skin. That was like Buffalo Bill from yeah. Sons of the Yeah, and Hannibal Lecter too. He, he, well, no, more Buffalo Bill, wasn't it? Hannibal Lecter put the guard's skin over his face to escape. That is such a crazy... That's bad. I mean, yeah. you got to give him credit. That's pretty intense. And- Ballsy. That's what I did to get out of the drunk tank in Halifax. <laughs> <laughs> now, a woman's suit made of his mother's skin, that makes uh, Lady Gaga's famous meat dress seem normal. <laughs> Andy Bjork's um, flamingo dress from the Oscars seem normal. I imagine that when Lady Gaga wore her meat dress, and uh, what was that for? The Oscars or, or the music awards or something? So, one, of them thi- one of those things, yeah. Uh, they were... They were airing it live in prisons, and all these psychopaths were jumping up and down and cheering for the <laughs> meat dress. Yay! She's sending us a message. Yeah. She likes us. They're yeah. normalizing the type of clothes we like to wear. <laughs> um, and just since, and bizarrely, make. through some kind of insane kismet, I guess, this is it has been a theme throughout the episode, which you didn't even... Uh, was which not in, not intentional. Mm. Um, he was asked if if uh, he had sex with the dead bodies, and he mm. said no because they smelled too bad. Oh damn! That's the ultimate insult. Mm-hmm. But that's the one thing that kept him from doing it. So they say. Apparently, Calvin Klein at the time, too bad Ed Gain just missed out because he was. Calvin Klein was working on a, a cologne <laughs> for dead bodies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So can I ask, did yeah. he... He killed a handful of people, but he... Two to three, I he's think. He's mostly known for digging up bodies and de- desecrating them and using their parts to make Furnishing. furnishings and clothing. It's yep. literally not... But even... But the people he murdered, too, became... Like, he used every piece. Right. And they were scattered. Like... Someone lost their wife, you know, right. and then their wife's body parts were all over his house being used. Man, that is pretty. Did he like, kill at least one you don't guy? Wanna, you don't want to no. ever find that out about someone that you know or love. Yeah, like, yeah, 
Oh, I he, don't even. He, he might have killed crying, his brother. Actually. He might have killed his brother. God, serial, yeah. If you're a serial killer, you got to kill at least one guy. Come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if your brother's the closest guy, hit it. <laughs> <laughs> so in, uh, God, in 1957, Ed was arraigned on one count of first degree murder. He pled not guilty because of insanity. He was diagnosed with schizophrenia and found mentally incompetent, unfit for trial. Hmm. He was sent to live in the Central State Hospital for the Criminally Insane. And he died in a mental health institute in 1984 due to lung cancer. He was 77. Probably was a smoker, too. It's oh funny how in He probably the... smoked cigarettes made out of fingers. Did the police find cigarettes when they went in the house? <laughs> <laughs> and they went like this. <laughs> Shame. It's funny how in 1957 he's in an institute for the criminally insane, and in 1984 it's it's a mental health institute. It's probably the same thing. (laughs) They just changed it from criminally insane to mental health. So Ed Gaines' house. So in retrospect, were they like, oh, it's likely he killed his brother because he looked like he was murdered? I think so, and he had bruises on his head. Right, right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You're stuck. You're caught up on this brother thing. Eh? Does it make make <laughs> yeah. you think of you and your brothers? If you think, I hope I never do that to any you of can't my brothers. Do it. Yeah. You can't do it. You don't have it. No, in don't you. do it. To we them. don't have a damn farm for one thing. No. Um, here's a little trivia for the film buffs. There's your mom's place. There is. Oh God, I'm not out of the woods yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so film buff trivs. Uh, okay, if you're a fan of the German filmmaker Werner Herzog. He made a great movie, uh, excellent, beautiful movie called Stroycheck. Uh, and he filmed it in Wisconsin on location. And it's about three hapless German idealistic, lonely kind of fools who moved to Wisconsin to discover the American dream after being bullied in Germany for so long. But I read once... Oh, here's another quick trivia about the movie. The movie ends with... Bruno S. playing the main character, Stroycek, inferring that he kills himself like he does on a ski lift while chickens dance on a hot plate and all this weird stuff goes on. But apparently that was the last movie Ian Curtis watched before he killed himself, the singer of Joy Division. So that's another little trivia thing. But anyways, Herzog said in the bonus material on the Stroycek DVD that he wanted to film in Wisconsin specifically to visit the sites of Ed Gain because he was so captivated by the tale of this deranged man. Mm. So if you're watching Stroycheck, think of behind the scenes uh, Herzog being like, and this is where a catastrophe happened <laughs> with Ed Gain. You should never listen to this audio tape of Ed Gain <laughs> drinking by a bear. soup. You should never listen to this tape of Ed Gain being eaten by those bears. <laughs> yeah. Never listen to this audio of Ed Gain drinking pea soup from a skull. Can I say, for a German filmmaker, he didn't need to travel all the way to North America to visit the site where some atrocities happened. I wanted to see the craziest thing that's ever happened on land. <laughs> You should you should never turn on this light with the human butt lampshade. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
is a time to bring oh, out... Oh, is that the story? That's the complete story of Mr. Mr. E.G. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he died. Yeah, he died. Oh, he died. That's it. Motherfucker and, and died. Chris covered it, the, the right. things he influenced. The only thing I remember that was different that I said was that the two women were like bigger, portly, <laughs> brash, outspoken women that were like, I guess, kind of resembled his mother mm. right. and then i didn't know that about what you said james where even like the graves he dug up were mm. of women that were like weirdly reminded this him town of his seemed to have a lot of women mm. of that type what a beautiful and scary halloween story you, know you told us it's a perfect <laughs> evil men kind of yeah, when i was yeah. reading it i thought yeah. oh this is classic beautiful yeah well, i guess it's time to bring out oh no i, I don't should we do it let's bring it out it's time to bring out the Evilometer. Oh, he's wearing a, a skin mask and skin leggings, <laughs> and he has a bloody hammer in his hand, and he's got, oh, he's offering his three steaming hot bowls of French onion soup. But wait a second, they're not normal bowls. They're bowls made from skulls of people he dug up from a graveyard. Oh, and he's wearing the bones of a pelvis on his head like a crown. <laughs> and what's holding his pants up? Oh, he's got a belt with nipples and dinks. <laughs> that would, would you buy a belt that's just nipples and dinks? <laughs> Nip, nipples and dinks. That could be like a knickknack store. Or a, yeah. a dink is a uniquely Canadian slang word. Apparently. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Whoa. What is dink? Dink, man. Calling your penis a dink. Yeah. In other parts of the world, Chris, they say dick or penis. Then why is it so funny? You're telling me Vladimir balls. Putin's never said dink? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why why is it so funny in space balls when those little guys uh go dink dink okay i want to say um like the ewoks kind of or no not the ewoks no no but I, I you're talking about space balls right yeah what were they i forget what they look like i remember he had or they were almost like oompa loompas or something no they're like the little black hooded guys from star wars oh. with the red beady eyes that collect jawas jawas yeah thank jawas. you jawas yeah what do you give that game, Chris? Shit, dude. Fuck. Like, how do we not give him a 10? I respect that. I fucking go 10 with Ed Gain. Um, yeah. Just a savage monster on all accounts. Yeah. And I'd give his mom a 9. Whoa. Yeah. Well, I would give him a 10, but he was a hardworking guy, did a lot of odd jobs around the town. Um, which counts for something because no one these days wants to work. Um, I will, but I will say what he did was horrendous and heinous and hateful. And I, I'll join you in giving a 10. ten it's kind of fun to say 10 right now. Yeah, I got to yeah. admit. I would give him a five. No, just kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. He did um, have cool style. He wore yeah. like vintage, like farmer gear. Yeah. Hunting, hunting hat. He had a cool hunting hat. And he inspired a lot of great movies. And he lives close to Canada. He did. I uh, yeah I I'd probably go nine <laughs> nine nine a hard nine so ten ten and nine yes. I I really love saying ten right now yeah that's it's just cool. fun I like it it's just cool. fun excellent well that was fun a fun time learning about Ed Gain <laughs> gobble 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 <laughs> well that was another great episode of. <laughs> Bobby. 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 Bobby.
This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.